Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Save Your Sanity Livestream. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler from 4RelationshipHelp.com, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you're here because maybe you've listened to other episodes and you found value, or you're attracted to today's topic, or you're searching and searching for a way to know that what's going on is something that you are not alone in. Because if you're with a hijackal, that's my word for relentlessly difficult people. Some of them have narcissistic or sociopathic or psychopathic tendencies, but we don't need a diagnosis. We need to know the patterns, traits, cycles, and behaviors of these people. And it's really important to know that what's going on is not your fault, even though you are being told on a regular basis it is. And if you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to Support it by going to patreon.com slash save your sanity. There you can make a dollar or two or five or ten dollar a month regular donation to show your support and know that you have the opportunity of listening to 150 episodes now. So there's a whole lot of learning there for you, a whole lot of support, and you can show that that matters to you by making a pledge at patreon.com slash save your sanity. And you know, you can listen to this podcast where you are right now, or on any of the podcast places that you like to get your podcast from. Now today, I'm going to be talking about something that keeps coming up. In fact, one of the episodes I did before is really popular. So that tells me I need to do a little more about it. And that is that feeling of never being good enough. Just never good enough, no matter what you do, no matter how you adjust, no matter how you change, no matter what you stop doing, no matter what you start doing, it just seems like you can never do it right. You can never be good enough or do things well enough or be considerate enough or thoughtful enough or whatever it is that he or she, the hijackal, is complaining about. You just can't be good enough. And I wanted to dispel that myth for you because that's something they're doing. That's something that's going on inside them, and they are then speaking up, but it has very little to do with you. Sure, we all make mistakes. Sure, we're not always perfect. We have flaws. But if no matter what you do, there is always that moment when there is that, let me undercut you a little bit. Let me downplay that. Let me take away that accomplishment from you. Let me belittle you. Let me tell you, well, you may have done that well, but there are 13 things you don't do well. And they're constantly eroding your self-esteem and your self-confidence. And I thought, let's have an episode about that. Because it starts usually slowly. 
just take a little here, take a little there, and you think, oh, they're having a bad moment, or they're going through something, or they didn't really mean it, and they'll be very happy to tell you they didn't really mean it. However, they did. Because it's the way that they exert power and control in their life over other people is to always make the other people question their competence, question their memory, question their ability. Yes, there are elements of gaslighting to it all the time, but it also is just straight up sneaky. I'm never going to let you feel truly good about something. I might let you feel a little bit good about it, but then I'll take it away really quickly. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because you've experienced it. And if you have experienced it by having a parent like that, you've already learned that that's kind of comfortably uncomfortable and it might sneak up on you in a new relationship. You might not really give it the negative press it deserves because you are used to having that happen in a relationship with a parent. So there are two things that will have happened. If you had a hijackal parent, then you are already predisposed, pre-groomed, if you like, to put up with having a hijackal partner. And if you are a good-hearted person who's ready to go the extra mile and go the distance and give the benefit of the doubt and all, a hijackal loves to find a person like that because they can take advantage of you. And then they like to get power over you by whittling away little piece here, little piece there, you know, just taking you apart. And it wears you down, it tears you down, it puts you down, and then as you become really exhausted, that would be the very moment that you'd want to pick yourself up, but you're at such a low ebb. You're so tired. You're so unsure. You're questioning your sanity, second-guessing yourself. They've got you just where they wanted you, and they planned it, and they did it on purpose. So if you read or hear from other people who say, oh, they don't know what they're doing, oh, yes, they do. I'll tell you how to check. Are they like that with all the people in the community? Are they like that with all the people at work? Are they like that with all the people at church? No, they're like that with you. And that's how you know they're choosing where to use their behaviors. So let's look at a few things. <clears throat> Hijackals tell you nothing you do, nothing you say, nothing you think, nothing you feel is worthy of attention or good enough because that's a simple way to keep power. They dismiss you. So even though you may be as innocuous as possible, say the most neutral thing, they will still pretend that you said something nasty on purpose and they will erode your self-confidence. Now, hijackals have unrealistic expectations of other humans and they feel no need to live up to those expectations themselves. That's very important to notice. And they have impossible standards. And again, they feel no need to live up to those standards themselves. But they are always holding you to those standards and making sure you always fall short. Is that something that's happening to you? 
If it is, you know, just put a yes in the comment box so I know that you recognize that they're doing it on purpose and they're doing it to you to undermine you. And they have this demand for perfection in you, no demand for perfection in them because they think they already are flawless. You know, of course, that hijackals are never responsible. They're never accountable to anybody. Because to their mind, everything they do is perfect, flawless, above reproach. You shouldn't even be questioning it. But everything that you do is suspect, not good enough, not meeting the mark. And of course, what they do, if you do meet the mark they just set, they move the mark. So you're still not able to do that. And they believe they're entitled to everything including your time, your emotions, your self-esteem, your self-confidence. They really believe that they have the right to take that from you. It is like jet fuel to them. It keeps them going. They feel on top of the pile. Now, don't put your compassion hat on. You've heard me say that before. But hijackals, Anybody with these tendencies, narcissistic tendencies, sociopathic, borderline, psychopathic, any antisocial behavior patterns, these people are fragile. They are tiny. They are very, very concerned and vulnerable in their head, and they don't want that to show, so they put on this great stance of arrogance and on top of it and the only ones that know and the arbiters of what is okay and they put that all on there and then they double down on it triple down on it quadruple down on it because they are so fragile but that's not your problem you didn't make them like that you can't fix them did you hear that you didn't make them like that and you can't fix them now that's important to know because you might think that you could, but you can't. And I write about that in my book, Escaping the Hijackal Trap. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on my website. But Escaping the Hijackal Trap, if you need to read more about why that's not going to change, then you can read that there. Now, they try to force the world to accommodate their belief that only their thoughts and needs and wants and feelings matter. That's their view. Like, I matter, you don't matter. What I want is far more important than what you might think you want, and I will tell you, you really don't want it because I'm going to gaslight you. And that is very, very confusing because they just have this sense that they deserve it and you don't deserve it. And that's what happens to keep you feeling not good enough. They don't want you to feel good enough. That scares them. They don't like confident people. They're attracted to them, but only because they want to prove to themselves that they can tear them down. I've had many clients who are very successful in life, medical doctors, attorneys, um, CEOs, doing so well in life. And yet they come to me and they say, at home, it's a nightmare. It's absolutely a nightmare. And I'm with this person and I can't do anything to please him or her. 
in the beginning, they thought I was the best thing ever. And now they don't even think I'm competent enough to get out of bed. And yet they like my paycheck. Does that sound familiar at all? I just put that URL up there if you want to talk to me, beaclient.com. It's important to know where to find me if you need to talk. And that's my introductory offer for new clients, beaclient.com. So Hijackle makes demands and they don't care for one moment what you have to do to meet their demands. They don't care how difficult it is for you. They don't care if you want to. They don't care if you're interested in it because you should be because they are. They're gracing you with their presence. They're allowing you to be in their life, right? That's the feeling you get. Like they're putting up with you. You are a lesser being that they are putting up with. And so they don't care what you have to do, what you have to sacrifice or what you have to change in order to meet their demands. They just believe that you should. You automatically should. And they only remember or fabricate your shortcomings. They'll make up things that are your fault. You know that, of course. But they only remember your shortcomings. Have you noticed how they don't remember all the wonderful things you do? And they pounce on the two or three things they don't like. And if you should be so bold as to say, but you know, I do all these other things. Well, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what this is about. You should know better. You should do better. Familiar? And just, again, put a yes in the comments if it's familiar. So I know that this is the right tack for you to understand. And, you know, they they never remember the gifts that you give them, the the, your time, your energy, your support, your love. They don't remember that. They downplay that. And they only focus on the one thing you didn't do. And it's totally out of balance, but you need to really see that clearly. That's what's up with these people. And then when you really get that down to your toes, you can sit back a bit and stop being quite so involved in what they have to say about you because it's totally skewed in their favor. Everything is about them. And when you start to notice that, you will start to be able to say, and I'm going to give you um, seven things to do and to to neutralize this and start moving in another direction. But you will notice that as you begin to step up, just gently, I'm not going to do any earth-shattering suggestions for you. These are basic things that you can begin to do. And as you get that perspective, like, whoa, you know, I'm always leaning in. How can I make you happy? What can I do for you? And, And allowing that dynamic to be there. But when you take a step back, And you say, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's fair. Now you're saying these in your head because, you know, if you say them out loud, World War number six. Um, But the thing is understanding this. Because if you take a backseat to a hijackal for a while, you can lose yourself. You can just lose yourself. And that's a shame. They want you to lose yourself. That's what they're after. They want you to feel like nothing so they can twist you and turn you and just 
have you hanging in the wind like that. They want that. And if you had a hijackal parent, it'll happen easier. And you may never have developed a strong sense of self. So it's not that you're losing a sense of self. It's that you've been spending your life trying to please somebody. And you have had people in your life who are those like the Red Queen in Alice in Wonderland, those who will not be pleased, you know, off with their heads. And that's what life with a hijackal is like. It's like living with he or she who will not be pleased. Right? Whew, that's big. Because a hijackal must win. Therefore, you must lose. And a hijackal must be right. Therefore, you must be wrong. And a hijackal must be entitled. So therefore, you must take a back seat. And silly you for thinking that you could win or be right or have your time in the driver's seat. Oh, no. They don't want any of that. Now, yes, I know. Every now and again, we get a little love bombing. They get a little insecure. They think you might leave them because you've been treated so badly. And then they start showing up like that person you first met, that person that you believed, that person that you fell in love with, that person who seemed to love you. That person doesn't exist. The real person is the one who's treating you badly. The love bomber the one who is going, come here, come here. <laughs> That's the one who says, come on over here so I can treat you badly. When the love bomber shows up, you want to be very suspicious. What does he or she want now? Because they only want to be nice for a hot minute till they get what they want. And if you haven't done your own work or you haven't listened to a lot of my podcasts, you may be lured in by that because it's a relief. It feels good. They're interested in you. They want you. They remember who you are. And you get hooked on hope that that person you fell in love with really is in there somewhere. But they're not. That was an act. The nasty is the real deal. So I'm going to give you seven ways to begin to pull yourself up because they've been pushing you down. And I want you to have these ways to pull yourself up. Now, I already said there's there's quiet ways. They are internal ways. And you just stay with that perception. I see, you know, there's been some stuff going down here that I have probably bought into. I'm going to sit back a little bit. So the first one is <clears throat> know that how the hijackal behaves is not about you. You didn't give them this mindset. You didn't teach them to be fearful in the world. And you can't teach them not to be. That's not your job and you can't do it anyway. You didn't break them and you can't fix them. <sighs> Let that sink in for a minute. Because you may want to think, I can love them. I can nurture them. They'll feel finally stable. They'll feel secure. They will be happy that I'm always here for them and that I've stood by them in thick or thin. No, that's just them getting what they want. It's not helping. So know that the hijackal, how they behave, is not about you. And then number two is see yourself as you are, not the way the hijackal sees you. The hijackal wants you to believe his or her version of you. 
But you need a little space between you and the hijackal to find out who are you. You know, I often help my clients with that because you've just gotten so wrapped up in being who that other person wants you to be or demands that you be that you may have no idea now about who you are, what you prefer. And I want to help you do that because you need to see yourself as you are, not as the way the hijackal sees you because they're not seeing you accurately. Okay, number three, stop believing the hijackal. Just stop believing the hijackal. Don't believe what they say. Don't believe what they promise. And don't believe the negative press they're giving of you. Just don't believe it. Create that space between you and the hijackal so that you can Enjoy that little bit of space, that little bit of separation that allows you to see what's up, what's really going on there. And you can withdraw then from giving them your power. And so you start practicing, drawing back and stop believing what the hijackal says. Start thinking about what you have to say. Start thinking about what you feel, what you think, what you remember, what you prefer, what you need, what you want. Stop going way over into hijackal territory saying, what can I do for you? How can I make you happy? Because when you're with a hijackal, the whole game is for them never to be happy enough. And that means that you will never be good enough. Now, when I wrote the book, Kaizen for Couples, and I hope that you've read it, um, it's not all for couples. It's for anybody who wants to be in a healthy relationship of any kind. But when I wrote the book, chapters six and seven in there are on the biggest and best technique that I have ever created. It's called the Personal Weather Report. And number four on my list today for you is to speak up in a Personal Weather Report way. And you start up speaking up internally. You start practicing by saying these things internally. A personal weather report is knowing that you deserve to have your own experience of life and that you can speak about what's going on within you as long as you do not mention another human by name or pronoun. You have the right to speak about yourself, but you have to learn to do it in a neutral way when you do start speaking up. So first of all, start practicing doing it internally. Know what you'd like to say. Practice that. And then start saying it in a totally neutral way, quietly, aloud. No, that's not really what I think. I'd be happy to tell you if you ask me. Actually, I don't feel that way. You just start saying things like that that are true for you in a neutral way. And you start inserting that. Now, of course, the hijackal is not going to be happy. But if you do it occasionally at first in a quiet, neutral way, you just watch the responses. With my clients, I always have you watching the responses to see when we can shift gears. So very important. So that's number four. And number five is to remind yourself of your values. What's really important to you? Are you demonstrating that daily? Is there room for you to demonstrate your values in relationship with this hijackal? Or is it all about them.com and what they want and what they value? 
Because if there's no room for you, why are you there? You know, you're not there to just feed somebody else's ego needs, right? I hope you're not there for that. But if you can learn some techniques and find out whether or not there can be some small shifts here, that can be very helpful. And that's what I'm giving you today. So remind yourself of your values and how you may be expressing them daily, where you can express them a little more, where they might need shoring up. And number six is know right down to your toes that you have the right to take up space and draw breath on this planet. You are not indispensable. You are here, and you have the right to take up space and draw breath. Birth gave you that permission. You don't have to wait for a hijackal to give you that permission. You have it because you're here, and that may take some internalizing on your part. You may have to work with that. And then internalize that and say, yes, what would I do if I felt I had the right to be here? That I had the right to speak up in number four in a personal weather report way. If I could just say, oh, actually, I don't feel that way. Or I feel like this. And not have somebody tell you, no, you don't. Or you shouldn't feel like that. How you feel is how you feel. And you have a right to it. So. When you know that you have the right to take up space and draw breath, then you know you have the right to say what you think, feel, need, and want, prefer, and remember. And that's a great thing to practice. And the last one today is you have that right to what you think, feel, need, want, prefer, and remember, as I just said. And you have the right to say it. You have the right to contribute it to a conversation. You have the right to be heard. And when you're in the relationship with a hijackal, they cherry pick what they want to hear and what they don't want to hear, right? And so they're not very interested in what you want. They're not very interested in what you need. They don't like what you remember, particularly if it puts them in a bad light. That doesn't make them happy either. And so they are going to want to change what you remember about events or what that person said or how things went down or other people's impressions. And you just keep holding on to the fact that, no, I was there. I interpreted it my way. And I have the right to say that. So you can see that these are ways that you can begin to take back some power, that you need not think you're not good enough, that you are not enough, that you're not doing things well enough. That's all in the hijackal's head. But you can get your head squared on and say, "Mm, no, I disagree. And I'm not going to try and please this person by thinking and doing and being everything that they want me to be because I'm going to lose myself. And I don't want to lose myself in all of this. And, you know, if you need some help from me, or you want to learn more things about what I offer, or you want to read the narcissism blog that I have on my website, or you want to listen to the podcast on my website, just go to For Relationship Help. And as I said earlier, if you'd like to work with me personally, come on over to Be a Client. I offer a one-hour full consultation for new clients for only $97. Beaclient.com. So in the meantime, I hope you listen to other episodes that you will join me and 
ask your questions. If you listen to a YouTube video, if you're on my Facebook page, put your questions or your comments under the post and let's keep talking. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad that you're here. And until we talk again, treat yourself very well because you're precious. Take care. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.